From the pinnacle of the media landscape, this is Market Edge. Join your host, Larry Weber, as he discovers the answers from analysts, entrepreneurs, and technologists who are preparing the blueprints for the future of marketing. Hear from those who are taking us to a new age of social media, e-communities, and the blogosphere. Blogosphere. Now, please welcome your host of Market Edge, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome to Market Edge. I'm your host, Larry Weber, chairman of W2 Group, a global marketing services holding company organized to help chief marketing officers in their new role as builders of communities and content aggregators. Today we have a very exciting show. We'll be talking about the future of consumer markets and trends with the famous Faith Popcorn, founder of the strategic trends-based marketing consultancy, Faith Popcorn's Brain Reserve. Faith helps companies look at the present from the other end of the telescope to make critical business decisions today. She applies her insight regarding cultural and business trends to help clients reposition established brands or companies, develop new products, and define areas of new business opportunity. The New York Times has called Faith the Trend Oracle, and she is recognized as America's foremost trend expert. She is a trusted advisor to Fortune 500 companies, including Campbell's, Colgate, Gillette, J&J, Neutrogena, Novartis, Pepsi, and many more. Faith is also the author of the mega bestseller, The Popcorn Report, Clicking and Evolution, The Eight Truths of Marketing to Women. Her latest book is entitled Dictionary of the Future. Faith is frequently interviewed and cited in the media from the New York Times to the Today Show to CNN. She is a graduate of New York University and New York's High School of Performing Arts. Welcome to Market Edge, Faith. Thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. <laughs> Hey, I Faith, can't believe that I've been for the doing sake this of our so listeners, long. Why don't you tell us about the brain reserve, the the kind of work you do right now, and sure. you know what makes your approach to marketing uh, so unique and important? Well, um, it's called Faith Popcorn's Brain Reserve, and it's been open since 1974 in the fall. And what makes us unique is I believe that we're the only force really studying and have studied the future of marketing or the future of consumer behavior, however you want to look at it, because one responds to the other. And we've been about 95% correct in all of our predictions. We predicted the end of New Coke. We predicted the beginning of the SUV, the beginning of the water, um, you know, uh, water, you know, bottled water, and now we're predicting the end of bottled water. So basically the way we predict all this is that we have in Faith Popcorn's Trend Bank 17 trends. And that makes up our trend bank. And I can talk to you about a few of them, if you like. Yeah, why don't you describe a few of those trends? Okay. Yeah. Sure. Um, So it's interesting that a group of trends, 17, can hold true for so long. Some of them are in their third decade, like cocooning. Cocooning, as everybody knows by now, is the Uber trend. It says that the way we define it is that people um, are needing to protect themselves from the harsh, unpredictable realities of of the outside world. So can you imagine that we created that definition and captured that trend, named it and framed it in 1981? 
So if you were IBM and, and coming out with a home computer and you were coming out with a three-prong plug and we told you if it's a home computer and people would be staying at home, at that time people had two-prong plugs, you know, that had to be more designed and feel more at home, that would have been a very, very, um, you know, important application. Seventy-two percent of people currently, according to our recession study that we we executed recently over interviews with a 1,000 people, 72% of the people believe my home is my castle and they're spending more time and more at home. At home, 43% are spending um, so much money to feather their nest with home entertainment at the top of my uh, their list. So where people say, eat, you know, eating in, now they're drinking in. So, you know, the bars are kind of emptying out and, and, and consumers are really doing much of their entertaining and entertainment at home. That's why, you know, big screen TVs are selling... Um, so well, um, cashing out. You're going to see that trend has been in, uh, that trend's been in the trend bank for quite a while as well, a couple of decades. Nearly everyone, 90% of the people in our study, is considering opting for a simpler way of life. Some because they have to, and some because they are afraid not to. Four out of five, 84% are inclined to buy less stuff. 72% are just getting rid of everything they've got already. And then one more trend that. Um, I'll talk to you about is the trend of evolution, and evolution is about it's spelled E V E, how to market to women, and it, we define it the way women think and behave is impacting business, causing a marketing shift away from a hierarchical model toward a relational one. So we have these eight truths of evolution, and we say to marketers, you know, if you're talking to women in a gender-free way, it's a very big mistake. Um, women communicate and see things very differently than men, and only half of them think that the promise of equality for women has been realized, and um, it's something that women are believing that that it's very hard to have it all these days. Then there are other trends like future tense, people scared of the future, pleasure revenge, people going, oh, we're going down anyway, we can smoke and do whatever we want, put a lot of makeup on, blue nail polish, pink hair, fantasy adventure, going on the net, maybe with a little help, like the herb salvia, which is a, a form of mint, which gives you a very fast hallucinogenic high, and then, you know, you're out of it in a couple of minutes. People are using that to support their fantasy trips on the Internet, and on and on. Wow. Hey, a couple of clarification <laughs> questions. On the on the cash out, I'm assuming you mean people are like, you know, let's just sell the second home, let's just reduce you know, the things that we have, is is that been happening for a while? Um, cashing has been happening for a while, working women and men, and men, questioning personal career satisfaction and goals are opting for a simpler way of life. Wow. So that's how and then going. So, on, the, on, the, on the women, marketing to women, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, what's your take on some of the fastest growing uh, communities on the web are, are devoted to women blog her um, which is aggregating women's blogs and and rating them um, you know i village seems to have a a really big second wind uh, coming what do you take on this real you know focus on you know gender versus creating you know everything equal um, well first of all the uber truth on evolution is that women don't buy brands they join them and connecting to your female consumer, it, it takes a very different language. I'll tell you some of the truths of evolution. Connecting your female consumers to each other, 
connects them to your brand. Look at Oprah. Right. If you're marketing to one of her lives, you're missing all the others. The uber truth of evolution is women don't buy brands. They don't buy them. They join them. And one of the truths are connecting your female consumers to each other connects them to the brand. And you see that Oprah does that. If you're marketing to one of her lives, you're missing all the others. She's not a housewife, nor is she a working woman. She's an integrated person. If she has to ask, it's too late. You have to predict her needs. Market to her peripheral vision. That means she doesn't buy straight ahead. You don't knock on a woman's door and say, will you go to bed with me? She'll slam that door right in your face. Same thing with um, marketing to her. You just don't market straight ahead. You let your brand show up in her culture. Walk, run, go to her. That's about home delivery. This generation of women consumers leads you to the next. They pass their brands down. Co-parenting is the best way to raise a brand. So women love to be asked how they want the brand presented. Everything matters. You can't hide behind your logo. And I think uh, chairmen are going to see that right now. Um, I think that that, um, that chairmen, CEOs are becoming vilified, and I believe that women will be the head of that charge because they're very, very angry about what's going on here. Faith, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, the, the whole, you know, um, momentum around social media and is increasingly we have micro-segmented communities that are focused on very things, making brands be open like you, you, you just described. How, how are corporations going to be able to use the social media phenomenon to help market their brands or create marketing opportunity? Well, when you say social media, because so often term, you know, use term, what do you mean by social media? I mean either, you know, the blog sphere, the uh, social networks, not just the Facebooks and the MySpaces of the world, but increasingly we have social networks or clubs around wine, around uh, sports, uh, mm -hmm. around a variety of topics. And then even e-communities where, you know, you are a member of a very specific uh, community like a wine.com or something like that. So that's what I mean by social media. Well, and also showing up in her world. This is on the net, and I know it's very, you know, easy for us to show up on her net, and that's very important. Mm -hmm. I mean, but she can tell the difference between someone who's giving her real advice um, or someone who's trying to sell their product. So I think if those things can go together, that's good. But she also wants to see you pop up in places where she needs you. So if, let's say, you know, uh, let's say J&J &J Baby had a special van that if your kid had an emergency, you could call that van if you belonged to it because you're part of their website, you know. I think that would be like, you know, that's what I mean by showing up where she needs it. Right. Where does she need it? She needs it in education. She needs it in medical crisis. She needs it in information. She needs it in marital advice, which people do. I was thinking that Walmart could have a booth at Walmart where you could go there and get financial advice, your own little Susie Orman, or get marital advice, or get, you know, cooking advice, or like some kind of help booth that doesn't try and sell you something, but just tries to really help you. Right. So, in a way, brands, especially to women, have to start you know, realizing that it's, you know, women, as you said, join them and are depending on them not just for the products but about listening to them and not always trying to directly sell to them. 
that's right, viewing them as experts. So the female's point of view, you know, according to some studies we've done here at, at uh, Faith Popcorn's Brain Reserve, is this. They say, we've invested in these brands for so long, when are they going to start investing in us? It's quite simple. Right. Us how and is, our families. Right. And and how else do you see the web as it becomes more visual? And I gave you sort of my definition of social media. How important mm-hmm. is sort of the digital universe going to be to marketers going forward from the brain reserves point of view? I think the web, you know, it's so funny. Not even like eight years ago, I was on the, you know, speaking circuit. And I used to bring up this idea that, you know, stores would be empty and people would be buying from the web or talking to each other. And literally, people laughed. They could not believe it. But you see, it's here. And I think that the advent of the web, I think what's going to happen to the web, is going to become more three-dimensional. So right now, as I said, we're, we're starting to three-dimensionalize it by what we do before we get on the web. But I think eventually the web is going to have feel and taste and touch and going to be a place where we can actually walk into, meet our ancestors. You know, there's going to be a lot of that kind of programming and uh, have, like, live birthday cards, live Christmas cards. You know, it's going to be, it's going to be much more, I want to say, um, like being there than it is right now. It's still a little flat, but it's the only place we have to go. And people trust it, and they go there. They go there for medical advice, child care advice, sex advice. They go there for recreation, for gaming. I mean, everything. Hey, Faith, we're going to take a short commercial break right now. Please stand by, and we'll be right back with Faith Popcorn and more of the conversation. Market Edge will continue in just a moment. Are your domains working hard enough for you? Now, park your portfolio at RevenueDirect.com to maximize your earnings on traffic. With RevenueDirect's proven domain monetization service, you'll experience better payouts, more options, and smart optimization. Sign up free now at RevenueDirect.com. It's that easy. RevenueDirect. Make more money. Period. Hey, have you got the number for Jerry's Pizza? Look it up on LocalPages.com. LocalPages.com. Well, what if I wanted a business number in Miami? LocalPages.com. Can people find your business online? Be seen with LocalPages.com on every local listing in all the major search engines like Google, Yahoo, MSN, and Ask. With over 6 billion quality searches a month and bids starting as low as one cent, get connected with local consumers at the exact moment that they're looking for you. San Francisco, Green Bay, London. I told you. LocalPages.com. List your business on LocalPages.com now and get $100 in free local advertising. LocalPages.com, bringing your neighborhood to you. How do you choose the right affiliate network to partner with? The answer is simple. MarketHealth.com, where health and wealth connect. Established in 1998 and formerly known as Joe Bucks, the MarketHealth.com affiliate network allows you to market and promote the world's leading health and beauty offers on the net. Start making recurring income and the highest payouts in our industry. Choose from over 50 of the hottest selling offers, ranging from herbal supplements, skincare, vitamins, beauty products, weight loss, and much more. Sign up for free at MarketHealth.com and start making money today. This is Bruce Clay, one of the hosts of SEM Synergy, the show about achieving synergy in your search marketing efforts, SEO, pay-per-click, and everything else. SEM Synergy, live broadcast Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Search Engine Optimization Channel. Search Engine Marketing formulated for Web 2.0. Find it here every week on SEM Synergy on webmasterradio.fm. 
Affiliate marketing is changing rapidly. Stay ahead of the trends with Affiliate Marketing Insider. Thursdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. From the pinnacle of the marketing landscape, we now return to Market Edge. Once again, here's your host, Larry Weber. Hi, and welcome back to Market Edge. This is your host, Larry Weber, and I'm here today with Faith Popcorn, founder of Faith Popcorn's Brain Reserve, talking about the future of consumer markets and trends and a variety of different things that the uh, Brain Reserve has done for um, you know quite some time now. Hey, Faith, we were talking a little bit about the evolution of the web, and I couldn't agree more. I've even mentioned in my book this sort of fourth phase of the web that... Um, you know, becomes almost emotive in nature because it's so highly visual and 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 sensual in a way. Mm-hmm. I was on. Um, uh, my listeners know this. I was on uh, Amazon the other night, and people were. I thought we're going to say get a life, Larry, but I ended up an hour and a half on there. And why? Because they had sent me an email that I had just bought a John Updike book, and they wanted to let me know that a Q and A with John Updike was going to be on. And I went on, I listened to it, it was wonderful. I went and watched some other videos of other authors. I read some reviews, I wrote a review of a recent book I had read. So all of a sudden, an hour and a half later, I had been both educated, I had bought some things, there was commerce, I was entertained, and I think that's just a taste of things to come. I agree with you completely, Larry. You know, right now we we talk about the web as that other thing we do when we're not in life. And I think the, the 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 profound change will be the web will be our life, and sometimes we'll do that other thing, which is you know in person stuff. <laughs> so I think that that people are seeing themselves as co-creators and co-brand uh, co-owners of the brands they patronize. They they want a, a greater sense of connection. They demand goodness in the brands they support, not good works, but goodness. Yeah. And they have a higher expectation of those with whom they do business, the ability to see how well they measure up in the world. Yeah, I couldn't agree. As you say that, too, this is just sort of a tangent. I'm wondering about sort of has the Brain Reserve looked at the future of corporate social responsibility or moral purpose or the importance of doing good as it's embedded in every experience, whether that be digitally or not with your consumer? Absolutely. We don't, if you'll forgive me, don't, I'm not picking on you, but we don't like to call it corporate social responsibility, yeah, CSR, which I, gets actually. tossed around. What? Neither do I, actually. I've been trying yeah, to. Yeah, right? It gets tossed around every annual report. It's like the coverall, the thingy, the blankie <laughs> you can hide under. Yeah. So, you know, consumers talk about it as being good. So I think it's very important to consumers that companies behave properly. And I think that that will go on. I think they'll even get more demanding. As a matter of fact, they're not going to buy products that, you know, that, that where the people don't behave properly. I don't know if you saw the movie Flow. Have you just got out? No, I didn't. Is it good? Flow is a phenomenal movie. You have to see it right away. I, yeah. I put Flow up there with Sicko, one of my favorites, you know, and some of those others. Um, Flow is about the water crisis on the globe huh. and how, and they mentioned various companies that are sucking the water out of communities right. to use in their products. And wow. I think it's a movie that's really going to catch fire. And it's so interesting because chairmen of those companies are just kind of like, didn't they know this thing is coming out? Do they think they don't have to respond? Just sitting there? 
it's so funny because I, the more I talk to CEOs and they'll say, well, why do I have to, you know, carry on dialogue on the web, you know, um, and, and have to, you know, be watching that all the time? And I say, hey, those conversations are happening with or without you. So you've got to either get involved or you're going to be left in the corner and also have a negative rating on your company. That's right. So, you know, Yale just came out with that um, <clears throat> list of products, one to a hundred. So it's a phenomenal list, hundred, the hundreds, and there are several products in the hundreds, then the 99s, 98s, 97s, are the best nutrition, best for you. And we wow. think that supermarkets are going to start to put a number next to it. The other number they're going to put to it will probably be A to Z or maybe A to D. Where you're, the company you're buying from rates in this CSR, where it rates in goodness, what's its, what's its goodness rating? As soon as that happens, the companies that are under this delusion, well, maybe it's true, I don't know, that, that people know their brands, but they don't know the corporation name, like P&G and Tide, you know, for example, right. that goes away. Now we're rating the corporation. So next to Tide, it talks about the P&G rating. So, you know, that's all over. So, like, you know, we all know who owns what. And we all know what are their activities globally. And that is what makes the world get smaller and angrier. Boy, and it is, that is an interesting concept because just think of the pause a consumer would have if you, a product you've been buying for years had the lowest rating of being good. <laughs> being good, and then suppose it had a low good rating and a low good for you rating. Wow. That product wouldn't be on that shelf for that long, would it? Right. No, we just don't have the filter yet. Right. But I would say that filter's not a year away. Right. That's fast. That is fast. That's going to be fast. That'll be that'll just impact so much. Hey, on a on a, a side uh, trend, what's the brain reserves take on mass media? Is television dead? To stay? We've been saying mass you media know? is dead since the popcorn report, nineteen eighty eight. Wow. And finally, others are saying it too. It's over. Nobody's watching television. Nobody wants to watch it. Yeah, don't tell me they're not going to watch football games. Yeah, they're going to watch football games. But, you know, eventually they're going to want to watch the money in net. You know, maybe they'd like to skip some of the commercials. Maybe they'd like to opt into some commercials. But, you know, except for those big draws like that, almost everything you can find on YouTube, why would you bother watching television? It's very old form, very sloppy old form. I, don't, I couldn't agree with you more, but then, you know, I read Ad Age and hear that, they're, you know, Madison Avenue is going to have a record year of $165 billion in broadcast advertising, even though at best... Because nobody best, knows how to manipulate the money. They don't know where to put the money. You know, they, they, they're voting old think. It's just like, you know, like we have a client right now who spends a lot of money on average, a pharmaceutical client, and we're trying to get them to weave their brand. We have this model about how you weave this brand, the brand into the culture. And when they get tight, they say, oh, we're going to go traditional advertising. Why? Because the chairman's not going to ask a lot of questions about that. Well, those are the chairmen that won't be in their jobs for long. Right. So, yeah, yeah, like the dinosaur was wagging around and crunching up on those leaves and feeling really good and procreating until they fell over. And that's right. what's going to happen. Yeah, it's going to probably collapse under its own weight like the Soviet yeah. Union or something. <laughs> like the banks. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of, America is in an economic crisis right now, which uh, many are calling a recession. Uh, I know your current work 
was living in a cultural recession for months now, you, you have said, you know, what are some more deeper trends you're seeing because of this? You know, you've already described the cocooning and maybe the, the uh, cashing out, but what's some of the deeper impact you're seeing in trends because of this, you know, economic crisis that we're in? Well, I see evolution, which is that trend about marketing to women and men under 40 um, and also including ethnic. Because that group, women, men under 40, ethnic, thinks in, a, in that way that I described earlier. Right. <sighs> Except for them, I think everybody is, like, looking at the group, you know, like looking at the, the group as evil white men brought me down, you know. They're excluding, you know, under 40. Evil, so... So that 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 anger is like you know vigilante consumer is like 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 in a whirlwind in a in a in a in a royal toward really bringing down those institutions icon toppling they're never going to be re-erected we're never going to trust them again and the the counter trend is a trend called pleasure revenge consumers are having a secret bacchanal. They're mad as hell and they want to cut loose again. So they are eating and drinking and smoking and playing and going to, you know, just like going to the edges and having fun because they don't know how, especially single. 40% of women are single. 40% of men are single. People are single. They're not trusting that institution of marriage. So um, a lot of a lot of people are going toward the pleasure revenge trend, the fantasy adventure trend, um, the small indulgence trend, those little things that feel good for now. What are your clients' most frequently asked questions right now? Faith? What's going to happen? How can my brand you, survive this? Yeah. Or I have a say? brand, and, and can you leverage it through the trends? Could it be a lot bigger? And do you think most companies have the wherewithal to learn and understand and come through the other side and become an open brand and somebody that is trusted one out of five chairmen will have the brains to really be able to understand what's happening, understand what's going to happen, leverage it, and get their commission, their companies to follow suit. That's the tough part, too. You know, the, the, the chairman can have the smarts. How do they get people to follow, really follow? It's time to lead and get people to follow. Are you um, working on a new book right now? I am. I'm working on Popcorn Report 2 as the next five years, and I'm going to be including some of this thinking I've shared with you and even some more, even more, uh, I want to say, pointed thinking. You know, you asked earlier how we figure this thing out. You know, we have Faith Popcorn's talent bank. We have a 10,000-member talent bank globally where we're brainstorming with experts of every kind. We have 100 trend spotters out in the world reporting back about a you know, a, a corner in Tokyo, for instance, that has a store where it has one-off um, merchandise. So if you see merchandise there the first time you really love it, you know it's, you're never going to see it there again, probably nowhere. So it creates, like, you know, kind of a need. We, we see that. We see how we can apply it to, a you know, a beer company or, you know, a cereal company. Or we, We're just learning a lot. Um, as I say, our trend bank has sustained us. We have a way of... Uh, uh, doing trend probes, interviews through the lens of the trends, through the screen of the trends. So you might say to me, I'm, I'll give you a very simple one, I'm staying home and drinking at home at night and 
etc. And I'm going to call that uber cocooning and, you know, explain what trend they're seeing rather than the action because the action can't be projected, but the trend can. You can originate new products, new strategies from a trend. So that's the kind of thing, actually, that, that we're involved in now, and that's what my book will be about. That's fascinating because I've always wondered when we would start moving away from just quantitative research all the time. I got so tired of my years at Madison Avenue with just giant quantitative studies, and nobody would really look at the qualitative and the trend side of life, and you've been a pioneer in that and continue to go. Well, Larry, if quantitative worked, wouldn't every product be successful? Yeah, you're right. So it doesn't work. It does not work. It really doesn't, you know. No, and but why not keep doing it? Because it's comfortable, because we know the guy that owns the research company, yeah. and because everything can stay the same. One thing about this, I would call it event. It's like an event, like a big heart attack. One thing about this event is that it does shake people off their posts, and it will force people to do things differently, and some of the do things differently will be innovative, exciting, adventurous, wonderfully more productive. Yeah. Um, hey, you told us about Flow, so everybody, let's go out and watch that. Uh, go out and watch Flow and see what the application is. Hold on to your puppies and your babies. Yeah. That's my advice. That's good advice. Yeah. Uh, you, re- you reading any good books? I read a fabulous book. Now I'm going to think of the name. It's called Stone Idols, and it's by a woman named Jeanette Winterson. I recommend that to everybody. It's called fiction, but it's not. It's it's a glimpse a, a glimpse at the future that I think is actually we're seeing played out if we don't do some things uh, a little bit differently. And I think it's a brilliant book. I'm optioning it for a movie. I think it's just genius. I'll, I'll pick it up. I, okay. Uh, read one, I read one you should pick up uh, just okay. over the weekend, just out called Born Digital by John Pelfrey from the Harvard Berkman Center, and it's all about understanding the first generation of what he calls digital natives. <laughs> That's so, interesting. Um, I'll definitely fun. read that, Larry. Any recommendation of yours? So what do you think the whole, you know, PR, which is an old word, it belongs right back there with television, doesn't it? Yep. Yeah. It public relations. Although if people say public relations, isn't that a cultural relationship with the consumer, public relations? Uh, yeah, and, you know, it's too bad the industry uh, isn't able to lead. It's always been a reactive industry. And because if ever there was a time for the evolution of public relations or uh, engagement in dialogue and unpaid media, it's now. Uh, the shaping of brands is going to be about dialogue, in my opinion, Faith. And mm-hmm. the stronger the dialogue, the stronger your brand. The weaker the dialogue, the weaker the brand. So right. the s- sooner you know, marketers embrace that and stop having this ridiculous attachment to organizational structures built in the broadcast era, uh, that's what needs to be done. I, I'm You're assuming exactly you would right. agree with that. I agree completely. You know, we've, as I referred to earlier, created this uh, model it's called co- the cultural relevance model, how, how you make your brand culturally relevant. And it has like four boxes to it, partners, places, people, and products. Who are the people the brands hang out with, what, what's being written in press, what's being written about them, what the products are, where, you know, where they go, how they behave, and where they show up in the culture. And it's really fascinating. And it's, it's sort of the new PR 
Yeah. And, well, that's, it's funny, you know, because I'm working on what I would call, my next book is, uh, should be out in June, and it's called Sticks and Stones, uh, Reputation in the Digital Era. And it really is about what you just said, the new PR. And so let me you ask get... you something about reputation management. On Suppose something gets put on the web that you, that's really untrue and that you hate. How would you manage that if you were working for a company? You constantly have to be have built previous to that happening. You have to build what I call digital social equity. So you've got to be able to have those dialogues going with your consumers and your non-consumers about the things you stand for. Then you have to have a, a facility some way, much like Obama does, on his site to immediately uh, re- uh, react strongly to uh, to negative and to, uh, you know, inaccurate information. Do you, do you think Obama's using the net in the right way? I think for this generation he's using it in the right way. I How think, would he uh, use it for the next generation? I think it's going to be high, much more visual, much more interactive, uh, and mm-hmm. less sort of statements. So it's going to be much more a verb than a noun. And it's going to be more emotional, uh, mm-hmm. both on a good side and a negative side. So mm-hmm. that's I what agree. I think. I agree. It'd be interesting if his statements like just popped up on your, you know, on your uh, PDA, you know, where he's, he says something to you, you say something back, one-on-one, you know, responsive in the moment. Right. And it was. The world's going to get that much smaller. But, you yeah. know, we're going to have to have part two of a Faith Popcorn discussion because we could talk all day. And well, Larry, wanna... you know I admire you tremendously. I think you are the best of the group. You're not even in the group. You're so good. So it would be my pleasure to do anything I could to talk to you. Thanks so much. And I want to tell my audience to please pick up all of Faith's books. They all have amazing insight for today, even when written you know, in the past, and pick up her new one when she's finished, and keep track of Faith Popcorn's Brain Reserve. She's a, uh, a national gem for marketing thinking in, in this country and around the world. Thanks again for being on Marketing Thank you today. so much. Talk to you soon. All right. And thanks, okay, everyone bye-bye. in the audience, for listening to today's Market Edge. Tune in again next Tuesday at 12 noon Eastern in the United States at webmasterradio.fm. This is Larry Weber. Bye-bye.